Protect yourself from identity theft and take complete control of your debit card with Secure Lock Equip from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Visit fabnt.com for details. Member FDIC. We got our pro back, and you know you see how the, you see how the season's going. You know this is this is what we was on before Zay got hurt. We was rolling. Ole Miss won that game and Zay got hurt, and that kind of set us back. But that really made us stronger as a team. Going through a five-game win streak, but now it's our turn. We feel like it's we've got to start getting the rolling, and we really take this season serious because we want to. We know we want to do big things, so we want to get to the tournament. That's the goal. By the tournament, I assume he means the NCAA tournament. That is Mason Jones, another 30-point performance, which is becoming blasé anymore. It's just like almost expected. Huge night for him, Isaiah Joe, or Zay, as he likes to call him, back in the mix. And they were a great one-two punch last night, and they got some help from their mates also. Everybody playing their role last night. Hogs win over mm-hmm. Tennessee, and they cover the Vegas number, for those of you who care. And they went over easily, like easily. we predicted. Now Arkansas in the last 12 games, 11-1 and one over has covered. <laughs> yeah, My buddy from Vegas Insider just sent me that tidbit. 11-1 um, and one the last 12 games when betting the over. Okay, bet Arkansas on the over and bet Samford not to cover. Those are your bets going forward, folks. Bulldogs are the worst team in America at covering the Vegas numbers, Steve mm. Shields. These are all things you get from listening to The Zone. We're here to help. Wow, you guys are very helpful. And just gave you Nancy's three picks also. And I just tweeted that out too, by the way. If, in case you didn't get those when Nancy was on earlier today, you can follow, uh, go to Twitter and uh, check out Wes underscore more. Acre, I'm sure we'll retweet that here in a minute. And you, you know what, Wes? Aside from her knowledge, uh-huh. which obviously is through the through roof, the roof. Her energy is is yep. outstanding. Well, we make her I mean, good. I mean, <laughs> all right, there you go. In real life, she's really boring. She's but all right. Once, once she's yeah. on with us, you, she perks up. Yeah, Shields, you're not I allowed. You. To, you can't talk yet. Oh, I can't. No. Okay. Sorry, buddy. We got to we got to do it all official, like very formal here. Now it's the time boss for your favorite guest of the week. No, not Joe Klein, but close. His old boss, the winningest coach in Trojan history, Steve Shields. And it's all made possible by Dorsey and Company. With over 30 years of experience, you know you're getting the best tax advice from the CPAs at Dorsey and Company. Let them prepare your tax returns for you by clicking on DorseyandCompany.com. Christian, I need a new open starting next week. Here's how it's going to go. The man who brushes off water bottles to the face and who originated the phrase, take that blank back to Jonesboro, Steve Shields. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome him in. The coach is in the house. Great to see you. Great Woo! here. Great being here, guys. Great being here. What year was that you started that? Wow. I take that ish no, back to Jonesboro. I never said that. You didn't? I never said What's that. What's the worst that, you ever said? It, oh. In the line. Congratulations. Oh, come on. No one's <laughs> Good buying luck that the ish. rest of the way. <laughs> Best of luck the rest of the way. That was always the patented one. Who's your favorite coach you faced? You and Kermit? Was Kermit your boy? Was that your I, of all I, the league guys you faced, uh, was he your favorite? I really like Kermit. I really like Bob Marlin. Yeah, Bob Marlin, good I, dude. Bob, you know, Bob and I, I I worked for Bob at Pensacola Junior College. Bob looks like um, an accountant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very especially with his Yeah. Eyes on. Um, you know, I, I I don't need the whole I, list I of guys what, you like. Those a, are up at the top. A lot of guys. I mean, yeah. uh, Keith Reshard. Oh, know, yeah. At, at Monroe. I like Keith Reshard. Yeah. He's got a great accent. Yeah. John Brady, you didn't mention. John Brady. Oh, you yes. do like him. Yep. Well, you like him better yep. now. He's out of the game, just like you. A couple old uh, former coaches. That's right. 
No, Brady's a great dude. And you know what? He's doing color just like you are. He is for OSU. Yeah. That's where you old guys go to die. (laughs) The broadcast world. Does that mean we got to do coaching at the end of our careers? (laughs) What what else? Oh, what about the coach? Keep it real. Okay. Who'd you really not like? Who did you not get along with in the league back in the day Uh, in the Sun Belt? Who who did you not see eye to eye with? Pelfrey? No, no. I always liked Pell. No, I didn't. He wasn't there very long. Um, Pell was at South Alabama five years. Yeah. Yeah, um, I guess it didn't seem that bad because he was he was doing a good job. You weren't having to cover I, him. That Arkansas seemed like an eternity. Guys, you know what's crazy? I mean, you look at Pell's five years at at South Alabama. First three were struggles, and then he he made a great move and took a bunch of transfers way back before he had a transfer from SMU. I mean, and those last two years he hit it. Yeah. And, and did really well. Yep. Um, so who did you not like? Don't change uh, the subject. Come you know, on. You know, different guy. I mean, I, I who I didn't like there, you? Uh, probably a lot of them. No. <laughs> <laughs> who couldn't like no, you? You're the most no, likable guy hey, I know. Hey, seriously, uh, you, you all remember Monty Tao? Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I would say he used he to be at New probably, Orleans. For yeah, those who don't remember, he, he was a guy at New Orleans. He was a guy that we had the deal with. I, he, now I was an assistant. He had reporter. his. He had his jacket, his sport coat stolen. During a game, he yeah. left it on his seat, and there may have been somebody at the buzz at the time who absconded with said sport coat. That's right. Eventually, I think didn't you work the uh, arrangement to get it back for him, even though you didn't I, like him? Uh, no, he I was a little turd. I, I think he called him. No, 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 a I turd. Didn't say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> he was a little turd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was. It was either Jeff Allen when he was working at the Buzz, or my man Stanley Knox. One of those two knuckleheads made off with Monty's coat. Yes, I think it may have been Stanley. I think it may have. And then been. he rubbed uh, chicken mushroom melt juice all over it the next day when Joe brought in Corky. So, anyway, all right. Well, that's enough of that. Uh, big win for Arkansas last night. Really, at this point, it's just can they stay on track and how long? It sort of reminds me of a surfer who's riding that big, you know, 40-foot wave, and can he get it all the way in? Or yeah. is he going to fall off his board and eat it? Guys, but you, you think about, I mean, with you take Isaiah Joe out of the mix, I mean, on a short team like that, on a short bench and mm-hmm. stuff, I mean, you short can't. Short and short. Can't, that, that's right, mm-hmm. yeah. Both ways. I mean, you can't take that out and not be impacted drastically. And you, we, we went up to the game Saturday, uh, the Mizzou game. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, the guy goes five for ten from three-point line. And it's just not him doing that. I mean, mm-hmm. I was listening to Joe this morning, Klein, on Tommy's show and talking about the spacing of the floor. Roger's show. So, so true. Roger's show. I'm sorry. And uh, – talking about the spacing and what that does. I mean, when he's not out there, I mean, you don't have to go go guard anybody out there. That gives another person that can go help off on, on Jones. What kind of seats did Missouri have for that game? Um, they they were good. They were <laughs> right behind the bench? Right behind the Missouri bench? Was that where you were? How Coach, uh, Coach Martin look? He looks sharp? Yeah, he, he, uh, he does a good job, too. Let me ask you this. You, know? you got hired today. Yes. <clears throat> you modeling Musselman's look. You I go, love it, man. To me, it's a no-brainer. We were talking I, about this last I love night. It. Now, I like to wear something like this. I'll wear a polo with a pullover with the school logo on it when mm-hmm. I'm doing a game. I, and I see these guys over here doing radio in a suit. I'm like, what are you wearing a suit for? It's not comfortable. Nobody's looking at you. They're doing radio? Yes. Or TV? Radio. Yeah. It happens uh, all the time. I'm like, 
With a coach, I don't understand why you got to run up and down a thing. You're sweating your butt off. You're working your, your butt off. And why you got to hey, wear hey, a suit? Hey, let me tell you this. I mean, you look back and see what we wore at Southern Miss the last year that we were there. Yeah. Doc literally wore a white long sleeve cotton T-shirt to every game. Like a mock neck? It, he went all Eustachian? No, like Tiger no. Woods? I'm talking a wrinkly old white long sleeve cotton T-shirt that said Southern Miss on the front. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm, and on I'm the back you, it said, we, we've given up. Hey, we, 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 he wears sweatpants, hey, too? I'm headed to no, Nebraska. We won, we won 20. <laughs> we won 20. We tied Western Kentucky, second behind Old Dominion. And we wore it the whole year. Now, we would wear a polo. And he, he said, I don't want y'all wearing a T-shirt. I'll just I'll be the one to wear a T-shirt, and everybody will get on me and all that. I mean, there were nights where he looked like he just rolled out of bed. Isn't that a no-brainer, though? I mean, it's crazy yeah. to me that we're still doing the suit thing. Oh, I'm with you. I mean, baseball managers I, wear baseball I, uniforms, for goodness yeah. sakes. I, I love what Musselman and those guys. I mean, they, they all look uniform. They look sharp. Yeah. And they you look know, professional. They, it's not they like do. they look sloppy over there. No, they look there. great. Because no. they all wear the same. Yeah. I don't care if he wears a tank top if they win, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm with you. All right. That's not yeah. important. Uh, let me ask you about this. One of the things I'm fascinated by, may I? The zone question of the day. Okay, I, yes. It kind of fed in what he was talking about with Isaiah Joe missing five games. talking about. Arkansas is now six and nine in the SEC, but those five games he missed, they, they lost all five. Yeah. So they're six and four with Isaiah Joe in the lineup. My question of the day for everybody what would their record be if Isaiah did not get hurt? Out of 15 games. Yeah. It says six and nine. Where would they be? Wow. I'd, I'd, I'd have to look back and see. Would they have I got it for you right two? here. You got the, you got the, just in case would, that ha- happened to come up. You got the very narrow loss to Auburn. You got the very in narrow overtime. loss to Missouri. In overtime. You got the other close loss was. Mississippi State when they tipped in at the buzzer. That was crap is what that was. And then you got smoked by Tennessee. And you went on the road at Florida and lost by five, sixty-eight, seventy-three. I think they went worst, two. The worst case, case, three and two. I think. I think at five. least two and three. Win two more games at least. So I think worst case scenario, you're sitting at eight and what is seven. That? Worst case scenario. I'm, and I'm if Sheeds say, says three say, and two, you flip flop it. You're I'm nine and say six. It's nine and six. Okay. I kind of agree with, with Coach yeah. Shields there. And there's no telling what the Florida and Tennessee games might have looked like if he'd been playing. Right. Yeah. How because how much trouble could he have created for Viscovi, or could they have changed matchups where they could have guarded Viscovi better the first time? And look at it this way. Instead of back-to-back overtime losses to Auburn and Missouri, we're saying they won those games. What's the mood of the team going into Tennessee then? Right. It's That's not right. losing two back-to-back overtime games and you're worn out, woe is me, feeling sorry for yourself and get blown out. So, yeah, I think that game is different. Do they win it? I don't know. But I think you can make the argument they're at least 9-6 and six with I, Isaiah Joe. I believe the great radio philosopher Nathan Christian once said, if my aunt had a sack, she'd be my uncle. So if you're going to go that whoa, way, whoa, 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 you can whoa. look back on that and say, <laughs> if, if, if. But these are all valid points, and Isaiah Joe's that big of a difference maker. Am I right, Shields? Am I right? He um, is a big difference maker, without a Nathan? doubt. Isaiah Joe. Not Nathan. Nathan was a big Isaiah. difference maker, too. He's really good. Let me get Savage in here. Can you give me the recap of yesterday? Because I thought yesterday's question was very intriguing, too. Just to gauge the level of optimism on how Arkansas would do with the fan base. Let's get Savage in here, and then we'll get back to Mr. Shields. And he's got a question for you. Go ahead, Savage. How's it going, Justin? Good, buddy. Hey, Coach Shields, you know, LSU's coach complaining about the schedule that he's been given in the SEC, you know, playing Saturday, Tuesday games, the timing of them. What's your thought on that? And then – what do you think about Frank Martin, the way he gets in his kids' faces and I'll get off here from South Carolina? I, I'll tell you this. I, I have always been a big Frank Martin fan. I think Frank is is uh, 
a big, big family guy with his program. Um, I, I, I think I watched some of his game last night, and I, I, I know what you're talking about. I mean, he got all in that kid's grill, no, without a doubt. And uh, he—that's his way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and those kids, I think, loving staff members, loving that's. You know, I, I've known guys. Matt Figger worked for him, head coach at Austin P. Good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they love him. What, you know, I gotta I, say, best fight I saw this week was not Wilder Fury. It was that button on the front of that sport coat trying to hold on for dear life and pull those two <laughs> pieces of cloth truth? together. Isn't that now, Frank's, Frank looks like a pretty fit dude normally, but that coat was about easy. Three sizes too yeah, small. Yeah, he's a 46, and that was a 42. <laughs> Yeah. It wasn't a shock for that player to get yelled at last night. No, that's not the know. first time it's happened to him. Know. It just happened to be caught on TV in a crucial moment. That that's him, right. and I think you nailed it right. When the players know you love them, they'll take that kind of coach. But right. Shields, when you've eaten the whole one cheek, do you have to go back for the other half? I mean, I don't know. He had already eaten the kid alive, and then the yeah. kid was walking off. Well, the kid and he went at him again. The, it was like the kid said, "Well, we but, blocked the or we got the charge." That wasn't the point. the The point was that you got it. The point is you screwed up. You shouldn't have let the guy catch the ball and take off running for a layup. You misplayed the inbound pass. And, he, over the and top. He, he had something to say it. back. You don't talk back to your coach. Right. Well, and, and especially the other Frank thing, Martin. Guys, the other thing. I mean, when you when you sign on to go play for Frank Martin, you know what's coming. That's something that he's done. He did it at K State. He, I'm sure he did it when he was coaching high school ball in Miami. I mean, it's you know ahead of time, mm-hmm. and so. Let me I ask mean, you another coaching tidbit on that. I, I want to ask remember, you about what, – What was it, the other question he had? The other question is playing Tuesday, Saturday. Oh, talking about LSU, yeah. Will Wade. Um, well, he's a cheater. I don't care. I, I don't I, care I, if he's whining. I, honestly, I, hey, no, I, I'm, I'm with you. I oh, mean, no. don't, wow. don't, don't worry about the times. Worry about not getting – Caught on tape. What did he say? What was Will Wade? Right, I didn't. I missed right the point. Yeah. I know? was thinking about something I mean, smart. I would say Wade was whining because they they're having to play so many Tuesday Saturday games, and other teams are getting to play some Wednesday Saturday games. And you get an but, extra day to prepare for Saturday. Shut your face. There's upside downside. Yeah. Yeah. Quit yeah. your crying. That's yeah. dumb. And you're asking Shields about that, and they play Thursday Saturday. Hey, yeah. you don't like it, Will? Start your own dang uh, TV network, bro, and you can put your games wherever you want them. But that's all it's about. They got to have a slate for Tuesday and a slate for Wednesday. That's the way it goes. Boo hoo. And why do you have all that money to pay players? Hey, and here because TV. of that's right, because you, of TV and your right. LSU and, and and the other side of it. I remember whenever that that happened two years ago. I remember hearing people say he won't make it to November, and that was like in August or something, and he's still there. Yep. So allegations, Teflon, Teflon. You know, so I, I, I want to ask you about dealing with guys and how you keep them ready. It's easy to say, oh, you got to stay ready. Ethan Henderson plays. He starts a game, plays eleven glorious minutes, and fouls out. A couple of games ago. The last game, he played a minute off the bench. Last night, he started and had nine rebounds. Played great. In 30 minutes. And his hair was awesome. I like the way he had it all bunned up like a sumo wrestler. He was in there ready to get in there and battle. <laughs> so how do you keep guys uh, mentally ready when you go huge variances in their playing time? Yeah, I mean, it's Especially hard. this time of year, that's rare. That's right. It, it's hard to do. But, I mean, that, that's where – that's a credit to Ethan, too, now. Mm-hmm. I mean, staying mentally prepared and, and making the most of your opportunities when you get them. I mean, that's what you – Harpel as a coach. I mean, you never know when it's mm-hmm. going to be next man up, whether it be fouls, injuries, opportunity, you know. And, and the guys that, that make the most of it the way Ethan did last night, he'll he'll get more and continue to be in the mix. The guys that, you know, don't. I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll reconfirm why, why the coach wasn't playing him. Do you know how many rebounds Cheney had last night in eight minutes? I do. 
I guess zero. Yeah. Same, same number of assists that Vescovi had. Cheney also yeah. had zero rebounds in five minutes against Missouri, and that's the one reason Musselman says he's, he's not playing. It. You're in there to get defensive rebounds. We need defensive rebounds, and so the opportunities he's getting, he's not getting defensive rebounds, so he's not going to play. It's that simple. Except your role. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the key. Last night, Pat Bradley asked Coach Musselman after the game in the uh, press conference, or when he appeared on the SEC Network, uh, where's this coming from, from Ethan? And I thought Coach Musselman did a great job of explaining because we've been asked the same thing time and time again on the show. Why not more minutes for Ethan Henderson? I, I, did, I didn't see that, but I would, I would be willing to bet that he probably said something about practice. I would, I would think. Yeah, that basically stepped up his game in practice. They're seeing more effort from Ethan before practice, after practice, showing up before you're required to be there. He said he's taking the game of basketball more serious, and it's showing in his performance. And so he's earning more playing time. How do you practice dunking and rebounding in your spare time on your on your own? Well, he also said he's understanding the terminology and where he's supposed to be on defense. So you know, defense isn't just guarding your guy; it's it's, you got to help defense. And now Ethan's understanding that, and he's in the right position to help out. Credit to Ethan. I mean, that's I mean, because the bottom line: there's one CEO of every program. And you, you better buy in to what he wants you to to be a part of on that given team. Even if he's wrong. It, it doesn't matter. I mean, there's there, there are times where, I mean, head coaches say all the time, I'm, I'm not saying I'm always right because head coaches aren't always right. But when, when we leave this locker room or when we leave this office, we all better be on the same page and walking arm in arm and, and buying into it. Mm-hmm. Yesterday's zone question of the day, you asked for those results. What is Arkansas's record this week? We asked it yesterday before the game, and 66% said they'd go 2-0. and 1-1 and with a loss last night to Tennessee, that was 11, 11% that are already wrong. Uh, another 15 16% said they'd go 1-1 and with the loss coming up against Georgia, and 7.6% said they'd go 0-2. So for the most part, a very optimistic Razorback fan base, 66%, two-thirds, saying that they'd go 2-0 and this week. We were at Brewski's last night watching the game. Shields, I'm sorry you couldn't make it, but we got to hang out with the legend, Ray Tucker, which was a lot of fun. Watching young Buck John Neighbors sort of act as a sponge from all the great knowledge that Ray Tucker has to offer was really fun to watch from across the table. Secondly, Wes had a double dose of Kool-Aid last night. He was really enjoying his drink last night. It was great. Razorback Kool-Aid. They were serving it up nice and cold last night, and he had a double. Awesome. Yeah, he's ready to roll now. Yeah, I'm by. Awesome. I, and I voted yesterday, or I said they would go 2-0 and this week. I really like the – as a competitor, when you get beaten like they got beaten against Tennessee, Over there, yeah. uh, I just think that you come back with a different mentality, and then you throw in Isaiah Joe on top of it. Then you throw in they played on a – uh, they had more rest for this game as That's opposed right. to the last time. There were just so many factors. I thought this was this was a game they were going to win. Now I, I wouldn't have picked them to win in a blowout like they did. That was a surprise. Mm-hmm. But well, especially mm-hmm. when it got close to a two point game with fourteen ten to to play in the game. It's impressive, you know, and the way they responded right there. You here till the end of the hour? Can you stay till noon? Uh, yeah, I can. Okay, we'll we'll plug the census too. And we got to talk Trojans. We got Barrett's well. Tonight. We got Barrett's elite coming up. Let's do a quick red white. Then we got to hit Barrett Salee after the break if he's available. I assume he is. And then we'll talk some Trojan basketball to round out the hour and whatever else Coach Shields wants to get into. I got to play this highlight for you last night, too. I don't know if you saw the Maryland game last night. Insanity. College basketball. I say it every week. You guys are nuts. Anybody who coaches college basketball, you cray. <laughs>
All right, we uh, have talked basketball to death. We have more sound from last night's game, Wes, but let's turn our attention to baseball. It's coming up tomorrow. It'll cut our broadcast short from the Make-A-Wish Radiothon, but we will be at the win, and we will be raising money for Make-A-Wish, and you can donate even during the second half of Out of Bounds when the Razorback baseball game is on the air and during Drive Time Sports. But we'll tell you all about it later on today and through tomorrow. But Razorbacks with three really good matchups with the Big 12 coming up over the weekend. Yeah, you got Oklahoma tomorrow at 3, Texas Friday night at 7. No, wait, tomorrow's Friday. Oklahoma at 3, Texas Saturday at 7, then Baylor Sunday night at 7. These games are on the MLB.com network or MLB.com. You can go on the app and download that. Somebody hit you and I on a way to watch these games online. and uh, I Drive your it. butt to Houston. Well, that's not it. Oh. But Oklahoma's off to a good start. Texas is undefeated. Baylor's struggling a little bit. They still have a record over 500. But I think combined, I added it up yesterday, these teams are 19-5, and five, something like that. So yeah, the, Baylor has all the losses just about, right? Yeah, I think Oklahoma's one or two. But Texas is undefeated. Dave Van Horn talked about this competition and stepping it up a notch. You take it another step forward as far as competition when you look at probably the arm strength of the teams that we'll face and maybe, uh, you know, just the way you recruit nationally. Um, all the teams that we're, we're playing, they have players from all over the country and they're getting some of the best players in their state, if not all of them. So uh, it's going to be – it'll be a real challenge, I think, just going on the road, the travel, uh, just, you know, not as comfortable as playing at home. You're out of routine a little bit and this is – you know, we would like to win all, all the games, but this should be a really good learning experience one way or another. Connor Nolan gets the start tomorrow. Patrick Wicklander, the start Saturday. And Texas has an outstanding pitcher also Saturday. That'll be a great pitching matchup Saturday night, 7 o'clock. And Sunday, Cole Ramage. So he's getting another opportunity, and Dave Van Horn explained why Cole Ramage is starting Sunday. You know, you look back at what, kind of what we did with Cole. We, we brought him out of the pen the first weekend. He didn't pitch till Sunday. Then we asked him to start on Thursday, and then we brought him out of the pen again on Sunday. Uh, we just felt like he deserves an opportunity to be more fresh and show us what he can do. Um, so we're going to give him all this week, and he's not going to pitch in the game on uh, Friday or Saturday, and he'll start for us on Sunday. All right. Hope he does well. Steve Shields continuing with us. We'll take a break. When we come back, we've got none other than Barrett Salee, CBSSports.com. His thoughts on uh, SEC players in the combine, among other things. Spring football about to get underway also. So lots to get to, and we'll talk a little Trojan basketball. Two home games in a row for Little Rock before they finish up on the road, right? Mm -hmm. And then we've got the Little Rock women at home tomorrow night against Arkansas State. Isn't it Friday night? They're at Jonesboro. Oh, it's at Jonesboro. Okay. Got the right matchup, wrong town. Yeah. Okay. Who won the first one? Little Rock. Okay. And then they'll be most likely hosting two rounds of the Sun Belt Tournament. Doesn't matter what the last two games, what happens with those? Yeah, kind of, but they're in pretty good shape. If they take care of business, they'll be the three or the four seed, probably the four seed, and they'll be playing at home on the Jack Stevenson or Tuesday, Wednesday. We'll take care of business with Barrett after this. You know, if uh, Steve Shields would have hung out this last night, we could have had a sip of old Dominic, but uh, he didn't make it out, so I had a sip for you, Coach Shields. If you'd have been there, we would have bought you a Hewling Station bourbon whiskey. Then we can get together some other time. It's 100 proof, small batch, high rye bourbon, just the way you like it. It's got some great notes of stone fruit and dark cherry, a little vanilla in there. It's all balanced with just the right amount of spice, and boy, it sits great in that glass. Neat. Rocks. You a rocks guy? 
Yes. Yeah, you like yes. to let the ice melt down a little bit around yes. it. I see the way you work. It's got a great story, too. It goes back the family to the uh, mid-1800s. Domenico Canali, Memphis, from Italy. I like it. Yeah, it's great stuff. Yeah. Anyway, they've got a... They've got that, and then they've also got a, a Memphis toddy, which is kind of a, a new take on their on their old Dominic uh, Healing Station bourbon. They add some different spices and, and flavors to it. It's really good. Also got a couple different vodkas. They got the Memphis vodka and the Honey Bell Citrus vodka. You strike me as a man who enjoys a citrus vodka only because you don't want to get scurvy. You need your vitamin C. Citrus vodka, good. Yeah, you're thinking. And, of course, coming soon, they'll have gin as well from our friends at Old Dominic over in Memphis. It's a great distillery. And uh, you can check it out at your local store or watering hole. And maybe if you can get Shields out, you can buy him one, too. It's hard to do. Got to be honest. He had a choice of coming out and hanging out with me and John Neighbors and Wes and and uh, Ray Tucker last night. Or I'm sorry I missed. Guys. Sitting on the couch and holding hands with Kenda. Good move. Stayed home. Can't blame you. That's why you're still married. Will there be a celebratory drink tonight after the Trojans maybe clinch a tie for the Sun Belt title? Uh, possibly. You know, they've got a one-and-a-half game lead over Texas State right now. And you think about the job that Daryl's done there. I mean, having been picked 11th and, and to have a one-and-a-half game lead with three games to play, of course, Texas State is right right. Uh, a game and a half behind them. They've only got two games left. They've got a tough swing. They've won four in a row now. Mm-hmm. I'm not Texas State, but they go to UTA on Saturday and to South Alabama next week. And South Alabama's been playing better. Pre-season, They've won six in a row. Yeah. Preseason yeah. predictions ain't worth <clears throat> ish. That's right. Let me just say that for That's the record. Right. Wasn't Arkansas well, picked 11th in the preseason, Wes? Yeah. Where are they right now? 10th, but they're moving up. <laughs> it's like I look at the Southland. Guess who was picked to win the league? New Orleans. Were they New really? Orleans? Guess who's in the basement? Stephen F. Austin wasn't picked? New Orleans. Oh, wow. Guess They're in last place? Last place, Wes. What happened? Well, they, they had a couple injuries. That's oh. what I was going to say. They did have oh, one injury, I know. Yeah, boo-boo. A blown out knee, I believe. I hate yep. that. Anyway, back to business. Yep. So, Little Rock tonight. This is a second go-round, right? We're all rematch season now. Yes. They won by one in the, against uh, Louisiana first time. Yeah, Noel yeah. hit a shot from like 40 feet. That's no, right. Do you call him uh, Lafayette or you call him Louisiana? Louisiana, that's what they want to be called now. Louisiana. Yeah. Well, I, I, I thought mean, you were talking about Noel. No, no. Because no, 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 no. His brother came up. Oh, he told you that's right. Yeah, that's okay. right. The first. That's the first. <laughs> yeah. Noel. He is the first. Yeah. He's the first little. Yeah. He's the first little dude that's uh, making jumpers. Did you hear this? But, I heard this thing this morning on the morning show. We were talking about the uh, thing that Daryl Walker apparently said, but then I heard somebody said the Bellotto called uh, Noel a midget. And then he's apparently uh, disputed all that. Mm. You got any insight on that? No, I don't. <laughs> I have no insight. <laughs> Sweden no, over but here. I, I'm going to tell you this, Justin. We've got a lot of good things going on in North Little Rock. Yeah, you do. <laughs> we've got the Argenta. I mean, all the plaza. Stand and be counted. It, that's critical for every city. Or sit. Now, I'm telling you, it doesn't matter if you're standing or or sitting. Doesn't matter. It, the important thing is to be counted. There's a lot of money involved for every city, and every community is impacted by it. You think about roads, uh, education, medical facilities, hospitals, everything. We we all want those to continue to be upgraded in our community. In our whether you live in Levy, whether you live in Rose City, whether you live in Lakewood, doesn't matter. We all want those areas to be impacted. And you, 
it, it's critical. Six hundred and seventy-five billion in federal funds is given out. So what's preventing cities? me from saying that there's twelve people in my household helping out Little Rock and, and getting more tax dollars? Well, I, I think you would have to, you would have to come up with. Uh, date of births and names and all that kind of stuff. Your wife's going to be mad that you've been hiding eight people in your house, Wes. (laughs) It could be like the parasite, and I didn't realize all those people were living in my house. Hey, (laughs) You haven't uh, seen that movie yet? No, I haven't seen it yet. Hey, hey, Shields, let me, uh, last night, so I do, we do Oakland Game Day on the station, right? Okay. And I pick, we pick one pick a week. Okay. Or lock of the week. Okay. I I have to pick college basketball because there really isn't much else to offer on a Wednesday night. Okay. It's impossible to pick college basketball. It is. Last night, my lock of the week was Maryland at Minnesota. It's a weird line. Minnesota's 13-13. and 13. Maryland's the top of the Big Ten. Right. They had an eight-game win streak snapped on the road at Ohio State, so I figured they'd bounce back and be hungry again. Well, goes down to the wire. They're down 17. I look up, and they're just getting slaughtered. And, boy, Richard Pitino ended up being a rough night for him. They keep cutting it, cutting it, cutting it, cutting it. And here's what happened at the end. The front end is short. The rebound to Wiggins. Eight seconds. Cowan thought about the three. Saw a two out there. Here's Wiggins. Four seconds to go. Morsell, deep three. It's good. 1.9 seconds to go. And Maryland leads 74-73. Daryl Morsell. Five feet behind the three-point line, mind you. It was impressive. After what do you, what being do you down 17. 17. What do you point out, boss? I'm sure you'll probably see it here in a second. Oh, yeah. Top 10 uh, highlights here on Sports Center. Mark Turgeon, who's the head coach at Maryland after the game. We had a bunch of different calls made, sorry. And they did a good job. Otero did a great job on Anthony. We want Anthony to be the guy. You don't guard Daryl. That's just the way the league does it. We turned and threw, and he was there, and he had guts enough to take it and made it. And I tell you what, I don't know if I've ever had a game where everything went wrong like it did tonight. And we just figured out a way to win it. He just saw it. How about that shot? Are you kidding me? That's not five feet behind the three-point line. That's like seven. Guys, that was a pretty good contest, too. Yeah, it was. It's impressive. Uh, Poor Richard Pitino last night. Obviously a tough one there. Um, That was a difficult game I've been a part of. Obviously did so many great things in the first half. And uh, just missed some crucial free throws in the second half and gave up some offensive rebounds, and they hit a really tough shot at the end there. Yeah, that was a tough one. Um, what about that time you were at FIU and Shields and his Trojans were you guys at? You don't remember that? Those were the good old days, weren't they, Shields? I'll never forget the time we were at the tournament, and there's old uh, Rick Patino sitting behind his son. <laughs> Come on, little Richie, you can do it. You didn't like Patino, did you? All right, we're he out of time. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Coach Shields. Love you, buddy.